brethren, screw your head on for episode 11. The songwriter, generally a singer-songwriter, would say I was minding my own business and God just dropped this in my spirit. That tends to upset me a lot because if this same individual was a secular artist and they were not a Christian at all, they would say this idea came to me. But because they are Christian, they are going to blame their lack of originality on the Holy Spirit. Yo, you know Izudo on the mic, that what you like I can't freestyle, but I will try it if you like I don't even know what I rapping about I think I really should have planned this out And let me bless the studio uh, Fix up the microphone, check one, two, three, go sure. This is Udo Ibeleme, your host, and welcome to this show Jesus. So, in the last episode of the Udo Ibeleme show I had a guest on this was my first guest, um, hopefully the first of many. My guest was none other than my beloved brother, Akachi Ibeleme, who goes by the mononym Akachi, right? Akachi is currently up in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, he is a recording and performing artist like myself. He is also a professional songwriter like myself. And he's also a devout Christian like myself. So we decided to sit together virtually, of course, because I'm in Trinidad, he's in Atlanta. But we did decide to sit together and to discuss some cliches. We did so in a very um, creative way. So if you'd like to look at that episode, that's quite fine, right? But... um. The inspiration for such an episode came from a phenomenon that I I notice in songwriters um, who sometimes speak about their method of writing songs. So I've heard young songwriters say, well, I just write. I get the muse, I get the inspiration, and I just write. That might be something that some of you who are songwriters can relate to. You just... um get inspired by something and you just write and write and write i do think that that's a problem um not that a song can't be written like that because a song can be written like that but um i'm not in the business of writing songs i'm not paid to write songs i'm paid to write good songs and if i just get a muse and start writing chances are what I write won't be good. Chances are I may not even be able to finish writing because whatever was driving me at the beginning might not be there towards the end and uh, everything might just dissipate and I might have a really, really bad case of writer's block, which I do discuss in earlier episodes, so check that out as well, right? So... I've spoken before to a certain extent, probably not in the same way, but I have spoken before about spontaneity and uh, intentionality, right? Um, juxtaposing the two with regards to how we do what we do. Now, um, there is a thing in which songs or verses for songs can be composed extemporaneously. Um, if we're speaking about um, calypso, we would say extempo. That's what's happening. You're composing a calypso extemporaneously 
as you're singing or momentarily before you sing, right? Um, and there are those who are good at that and who um, take part in competitions. Um, for example, Black, State, Black Sage, sorry, Lady Africa, Brian London, Gypsy, these types of people, they're good at that. Um, otherwise, when you get to the more... Um, to forms that are now considered to be more urban so for instance you have the um the dance hall and the hip-hop and and that sort of thing the more the more chanting stuff that you usually find on the western side of the african diaspora we tend to call that freestyling right and uh, this is a skill that i wish that i was better at it's not like i can't do it but um i wouldn't regard myself as an avid freestyler or as someone who can do that at a high le high level i know others who can fahrenheit can do that his cousin supers can do that um even this guy antas keith he can do that right so these are guys that i know there are others who i've seen do this um otherwise like on the outside like um so you have harry mack Harry Mack, he does this on Omegle, which is a site that you probably shouldn't visit, but is, is um you're basically connected to someone random for for video communication, like a, a video thing akin to Zoom or Skype, but it's on your browser and you just get on to random people. As I said, I wouldn't suggest you go there because of what you might see. But Harry Mack has been on there and he has freestyle to the people on the other side um i've seen um freestyle rap battles um featuring people like um blind fury um hollow the dawn gin this is how these people would have um gotten big um i even follow battle rap so i know there are people who are proficient in that in that space as well um hollow the dawn being one of them um um charlie clips um dna some of the newer guys coming up a ward bangs chef trez as battle rap has become an industry all over the world um the quality has risen to the point that um no one is expected to extemporaneously rap for their entire performance it might be something that you put in in between or at the beginning of your round or whatever the case is it might be something that you do like that but no one expects it to to go through because people are expecting better material people want well thought out material about their opponent and i think um this can probably be traced back to a guy who came from the freestyle era known as iron solomon now um iron solomon was battling someone who was well known in the battle rap world jin jin was actually from china and uh, he came and he was on 106 and park and he won their freestyle competition that would take their freestyle showcase um that would take place for a couple of weeks and he was big even in the um underground battle rap world and his two losses to iron solomon and sirius jones both of which are still active um within the battle rap industry 
those things kind of wiped him off of the map. But um, as I said, this was during the freestyle period. And uh, he came ready to freestyle. And Iron Solomon, his first round was a bunch of what we would call name flips. He basically um, used Jin's name, Jin, as a pun so many times or as part of a pun as a partial pun like um he he did that so excellently and of course it was so obvious that this was prepared but it was so well done that even though people expected um the performers to freestyle no one cared when jin pointed out and all of that was written no one cared because it was so well done and uh, so I think um, Ian Solomon should probably be credited as a pioneer when it comes to people preparing um, quality material before they go to a rap battle in today's rap battle industry. But um, coming off of that tangent, um, this is just me showing the importance of intentionality, preparation, practice, as opposed to um, spontaneity there's a sense in which um creative persons particularly sometimes um within our side of it the music side of it we praise spontaneity we praise improvisation we praise those sorts of things right but um what we don't understand is that even those people who can do improvisation and um extempo and freestyle really well it is because they have practiced it so even though it's spontaneous there's intentionality behind everything that's going on some of the punchlines that you will hear a freestyle rapper say are prepared punchlines that he has in his head some of the filler lines are prepared filler lines they have drilled themselves to be able to extemporaneously rap about any situation. So it is still being done extemporaneously. It is freestyle, but they have drilled themselves for it. They have prepared themselves for it. It's not completely off the fly. It's, not, it's never completely off the fly, right? There is an importance. There is a high importance in being intentional with what you're doing, being intentional with your creativity. As I have discussed before, this is something that can prevent you um, from getting into some sort of impossible writer's block, especially if you have decided beforehand, this is what I want to write a song about. These are all of the ideas behind it all the arguments, all sorts of things. All of this is undergirding what I'm doing so that when I start doing it, the inspiration is prepared. The inspiration is not just a light muse, but it's a light muse that is then prayed over, which I believe would be important for us Christians. We've gone into the Bible. We've, we've done different things. We've thought through these things very, very well. So now all we're doing is we're making what we've thought through rhyme 
and sound nice and we're adding melodies and accompanying music for those of you who um, compose the music as well as I do, right? So this is what we're doing. And it becomes so much easier when we do not just rely on a muse, a light muse, right? Even the spontaneity that you're able to do, whether you're an, you're an um, extempo calypsonian or you're a freestyle rapper, freestyle chanter, whatever it might be, freestyle DJ, as they might say in Jamaica, or whatever you're doing, or you might be an improvisational comedian, you might be getting back to my music, you might be a, a you might be doing jazz improvisation. I did a course, by the way, on jazz improvisation while I was um getting my BFA. I did a course on jazz improvisation. Big up to my professor. Um, he goes by the pseudonym Tony Paul, and he is a he's a saxophonist here in Trinidad and Tobago. Big up to Tony Paul, right? Um, so why would I go to a class for jazz improvisation? I didn't want to become a jazz musician necessarily. No interest in that. No interest in even being a, a performing pianist. As piano is my main instrument, that's that's what I learned, right? Um, I had no interest in becoming a performing pianist or anything like that. And this was already established by the path that I was going down in my school. The reason I took jazz improvisation is because I wanted to learn more about melody from someone who has thought deeply about these things because it's that type of thought, deep thought, is going into whatever he picks up his saxophone to do. So I wanted to learn about melody. And me learning from him about melody, it now helps me. I have things to think about and I have options. I have a toolbox that I'm pulling from. When someone is um, doing this spontaneous creation, they have a toolbox of skills, practiced skills, preconsidered motifs, musical theory. All of that is in their head before they actually start playing the instrument and when they are playing the instrument they're pulling from those things all right it's spontaneous and they did it in in 16 bars right but it didn't take them 16 bars it took them that 16 bars plus how much ever years they've been playing plus how much ever years they've been researching learning, growing, all of those things, um, even when they're not playing, all, all of that time went into that um, seemingly spontaneous performance. There's no other way to explain it than saying that it's spontaneous, but there's a lot of preparation and intentionality behind it. All right? Now, um, let me pull something that I've said on Twitter, right? Um, for my songwriting colleagues, because this is what I do. All right, you want to get better at songwriting, which means that by default, you are not or you cannot be a relativist who says 
well, beauty is in the eye of the beholder and that sort of thing because you want to get better. So you acknowledge a standard of something that is good. You, you acknowledge that that standard exists and that at this point it exists far enough above you for that to be a problem for you and you want to be able to climb that. You want to be better at what you're doing. And you have role models to look up to. You have individuals that you have heard. You have heard the stuff that they've done and you want to be able to do that. All right? Here's a simple way. Emulate. Um, hopefully this is not one person because then you would just end up sounding like them. But emulate the things that you've noticed that um, this person can do with their songs that you can't do. You don't necessarily have to write a song that has to go out. Part of what I did, because I was always very, very talented when it comes to writing songs. Since I was small, I had the structure, all of those things. From the age of two, my, my parents sang me a song that I um, came up with when I was two. And in my mind, um, that was awesome for two, right? And then going forward, learning to write songs listening to different things and doing it or whatever it may not be very structured but at the point in time where i think you know what this is what i want to do and i want to get better at it you know what i started doing all of these songwriters that i emulated all of the songwriters that i listened to and that i wanted to be able to write like they wrote or there were elements of what they were doing that i wanted to be able to glean from what I did was, I emulated them. That element, that thing that you're doing, I want to do it. So I tried. I tried to do it until I could. I just wrote a bunch of, there was a time that I wanted to be able to flow in different ways as a rapper. You understand? And uh, I had a bunch of um, 16 bar verses that didn't mean anything. Well, as far as I'm concerned, I wouldn't put them on a song. I'm way more structured in terms of even my ideas and how those would flow when I'm doing what I'm doing now. And I wouldn't put those out at all. You'll probably never hear them. But those were my drills. I was using those 16 bar verses to practice. I'm practicing different flows and I'm, okay, I'm going to write like this. I'm going to do it like this and I'm going to do it like that. Let's see how that sounds. And I keep going and I'm drilling myself. I'm drilling myself in different ways. I want to be a Calypsonian. I want to learn from Calypso because those are my two major songwriting influences. Rap and calypso those are my two major influences i'm listening to trinidad rio lord funny pink panther the watchman different folks like that and i'm hearing what they're doing from a rhyming perspective from a melody perspective especially sugar aloes sugar aloes melodies are awesome i'm hearing what they're doing from that type of perspective as well as um even our um Gospelipsonian, which is our word for um, contemporary Christian Calypso, right? Um, fellow Gospelipsonians, um, Sean Daniel, 
um, the professor, I'm listening to what they're doing and I'm trying to emulate. I'm trying to use some of this, use some of that, such and such and such. And it helps me, especially if I want to write a song, even if it might not be a calypso, but those skills are transferable. The punchline skills and the rhyming skills and the alternative flowing skills that come from the hip-hop those are transferable the melody skills the the skill of rhetoric and and satire and sarcasm and all of those things that come from calypso and also the the structure the the rigid structure where you build something and you have to do it just like that again in the next verse and just like that in the next verse and just like that in the next verse being able to set a rhyme scheme and then keep it but say the same thing on topic in a different way or progress the story forward um though you can you of course you do all of that in calypso but those skills are transferable and i practiced those skills i practiced them I wrote things that you will never hear to get to where I am in terms of skill. I wrote things that you will never hear. And I wrote over and over and over and over. I analyzed what I was hearing. All of this is intention, right? In terms of not just writing the song. So intention should go into writing your song. You should think about how you want it to sound, how you want such and such. Intention has to go in there, and I, I believe I've spoken about that already. But intention also has to go into your desire to be better at writing songs. You want to be better at writing songs, and you're not copying good songwriters, like a bunch of them. You're not writing things that no one will ever hear just so that you can get better at it, just so that you can build up your confidence in it. You're not doing that. If you're not drilling yourself in that fashion, how do you expect to improve? Do you expect that by praying for it, it would happen? No, you have to work for it. Praying will help. God will hear you. God will answer you. But, um... God has his means to his ends. And the means for success in many different areas in this life is hard work. And the same God that you and I pray to is the same God who set things up that way. So intentionality and hard work has to go into the progress that we want to make. It's not just going to happen overnight. It's not just going to happen on a vaps all right now here's the thing if you remember at the beginning of this episode i mentioned the last episode of the udri Bellames show which featured akachi my brother and we were speaking together about cliches that find themselves over and over in uh, contemporary christian music and uh, i do believe i strongly believe i allege the reason this happens is because of lack of intentionality. Not in terms of, you know, the song structure and all of those things, but lack of intentionality in terms of what this person wants to sing about. 
I've heard this from seeing people from afar. And I've also heard this personally as well. The songwriter, the person who also performs the song, generally a singer-songwriter, would say, well, I was minding my own business and uh, God just dropped this in my spirit. The Holy Spirit gave this song to me. That tends to upset me a lot. And here is why. Because if this same individual was what we would call what we would call a secular artist and they were not a Christian at all, they would say, I was minding my own business and this idea came to me. That's what they would say. Right? But because they are Christian, they're going to blame their lack of originality on the Holy Spirit. And this is the reason why I'm saying it like that as well. Because you hear the song, and that song has a lot of cliches in it. God gave you a revelation to put in a song. I doubt that's what happened. Because if that is what happened, then you are trying to convince me that the best that he could come up with is a bunch of cliches that we have all heard before. If I can do better, then God can do better. God can do much better than me. So if I can do better, I can't take you seriously when you do this unoriginal stuff that just popped into your head because, of course, this is the world that you live in and... Uh, this is the air you breathe, so it gets onto you and you do something similar to it. That's understandable. That's fine in terms of if you say, well, you know, this just came to me. Of course, it's going to come to you. This is what you're around all the time. This is what you're listening to all of the time, right? But don't go and blame this unoriginal stuff that um, Akachi and I could have made up in our last episode on the Holy Spirit. Alright? Don't do that. Please. Please. Take responsibility for your lack of originality. Take responsibility for your lack of intentionality. Take responsibility for your spontaneity. If that is what you're going to use to write your songs. If you don't want to take responsibility for that, then take my advice instead. Think about what you want to write a song about. And uh, I'm saying this not just from a singer-songwriter perspective. I'm saying this from a singer who needs a songwriter. Because we're speaking to Christians here. And whether or not you do explicitly Christian music, whether or not you do contemporary Christian music, as a Christian, I have said before and I will say again, you should know what you want to sing about. You should be intentional. We do not believe that we were created randomly by nothing deciding to blow up. We believe that there was a God who thought about it and who came up with something, who divided this from that, this from that, and he made sure that it was good. And uh, that is our father. That is the type of creator we want to be. We want to be like him. And so even if you're not going to be the one that's writing the song, 
when you come to someone like me or like any of my peers that do songwriting, please, and I literally mean for the love of God, know what you want the song to be about. Don't just say, I want a hit. Don't just say, well, you just write good songs, you'll come up with something. No, 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 don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Know what you want to sing about. Intentionality should go this far as well. Know what you want to think about and think about it. Put thought into it. So that when you're being interviewed by a good songwriter, because a good songwriter, Christian, he wants to be intentional as well. He is not just going to write you something and say, all right, sing that. He's going to ask you questions. And this will be one of the main ones. What do you want a song about? What do you want to sing about? Okay, go more into that. Such and such and such. Even if you have an idea and you have a conscientious, serious songwriter who is also a serious Christian and who wants to put out a serious message or who wants to develop your message, he is going to do some of that... Um, biblical inquiry and think about the message that you want to bring across and come out with something that's potent i mean this is what i try to do so this is what i assume that my colleagues are also doing because i assume the best intentionality should go that far we should know what we want to sing and not just allow some collection of all of the um stimuli that we get all around us in the world that we participate in or spheres of who's all the other people whose spheres of influence we're in all of our virtual friends all of the artists we like to listen to the stuff that we hear all around us and the sum of those things is your next song idea and then you're going to say the holy spirit told me to write this I'm full of cliche song. Let's put some effort into it. We can be intentional with the way we structure what we're doing. We can be intentional with the toolbox that we provide for ourselves when we try to improve on our craft. That has to come from intention. And we can be intentional about the song that we actually want to sing. All right? I am an advocate for intentionality in our creativity. Intentionality over and against spontaneity. Because even if your spontaneity is going to be good, as I've said, it would be because of intentionality. Maybe you don't think that this episode is as good as others. And there's one reason for that. One reason. I think <laughs> I think this is the one reason that this episode might not be as good as others because I have no notes in front of me I am looking at the waveform that my voice is creating on this recording in logic that's what I'm looking at I don't have any notes in front of me usually I have very extensive notes and they have points in them, they have scriptures, all of those things. 
I just wanted to talk this time and see how good it would be. I can tell you that as long as this episode is, the raw file for this is much longer because you can minimize your errors and your mistakes in anything that you're doing if you are well practiced, if you have done preparation. If you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. Doesn't mean that you will always fail, but you are more likely to fail if you fail to prepare. That is my simple, not at all deep message for this episode of the Udui Bellamesh Show. I hope that this has been helpful to you and that I've given you, as one of my lecturers would say, something to think about. I'll see you guys, please God, in two weeks. Praise Jesus. You made it through the whole episode, the show done Hope you get some positive in the nucleus You know, a proton, anyhow, you know the slogan Preach Jesus